Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totry, joined as of late by DJ Jacob Franklin behind the Mac. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are officially here. It is hate week for Arizona State and the Arizona Wildcats because the Territorial Cup is on the line this Saturday. We're going to get into all things Pac-12 power rankings at the tail end of this show. We're going to be taking a look as to what Kenny Dillingham had to say at his weekly press conference, again, ahead of the Territorial Cup. So you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. And then also, it's officially time to start talking about the athletic director position. Of course, Ray Anderson having stepped down from that AD spot Last week, we've got a couple names that we're going to be throwing around. Let us know if you guys like them, if you guys have any other options to to maybe somebody you would like to see as the athletic director at Arizona State. But before we get into everything as it relates to the AD position, I know there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this, that listen to all the shows this week, talking about it is hate week, right? Sun Devil fans versus the Wildcats. You could throw everything away that's happened all season long, in my personal opinion. You could take away the fact that Arizona State didn't play their best brand of football against the Oregon Ducks this past Saturday. You could throw away the fact that they're on QB number what? Five this season in terms of guys who have actually started or played at that position. Okay, you could throw that out the window. And as it relates to the Arizona Wildcats, you could throw away the fact that they're an AP top 15 team as it stands right now. You could throw away that idea. You could throw away the idea that they went on a run at a certain point in the season where they were constantly beating AP top 25 teams. And you know why you could do that? Because it's rivalry week, because it's a territorial cup on the line. Let's not forget just a few years ago, Arizona State beat U of A by how many points? 70 to 7, I think it was, right? Like, you can seriously throw away everything you think you know about these two teams because come kickoff, and I had this conversation already with a couple of players yesterday of, like, there's a belief. There's a belief in that locker room amongst players that they are going to shock everybody when it comes to the Territorial Cup because let's be real, there's a lot of people that have U of A winning that game and probably winning it pretty handedly. Are you an Oregon State fan on Friday? Am I an Oregon State fan on Friday? 
to beat Oregon? Yes, absolutely. Because that puts yeah. U of A in the position to be in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think, I think again, we'll get into the, the athletic director names and all that here in a second, but like, I think as it relates to this rivalry, you want to be the reason that the Arizona Wildcats don't get to where they want to be, right? You want to be the reason that the Arizona Wildcats can't play in the Pac-12 championship game. And like Jacob said, right, if Oregon State takes care of business, which, again, that's not a surefire thing by any means. I got to go take on Bo Nix in Oregon, and we we know what that team is capable of. But if it gets to that point, Oregon State beats Oregon, Arizona has a shot. Arizona has a shot at that Pac-12 title game. And how sweet would it be? How sweet would it be to stick the pitchfork in the Wildcats season, right? regardless of everything, they're going to go to a bowl game. They're going to do whatever. But like in terms of Arizona state in this rivalry in the fandom, it's a win of a season. If you're able to get that territorial cut back. Okay. If you're able to take care of business and get it done. And I know at the start of the season, everybody was upset with the way that Arizona state was playing and they were comparing it to Colorado because Colorado set the world on fire. Guess what? ASU, if they go out and they beat Arizona, and Colorado loses to Utah, they had the same season. They had the same season, guys. And you could argue Arizona State at the end of that would have more quality wins than Colorado. And I don't want to get too deep into the weeds of that, but I just wanted to start off this show, start off Hate Week, by saying you could throw out everything you think you know about this rivalry, okay? These are two completely new teams, two completely uh, uh, different Entities as they were last season. And on Saturday, I think ASU fans are going to be pleasantly surprised with what they see. And and I'm every day of the week, I'm going to tell you. Normally, we wait till the end of the week to talk about predictions. Arizona State's going to win this game. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling my shot right now. The Arizona State Sun Devils are going to upset the Arizona Wildcats on Saturday when it comes to the Territorial Cup. But... I'll get off my high horse. I want to get to some of the comments in the chat. Donald saying Saul Bookman for AD. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we want that, guys. No, he would do everything in his power to tear down that program. Yeah, that would be tough. That would absolutely be tough. Tad in the chat, you could throw it all away. Devils, but go back on your meds. Keep with your prescriptions. Donald, told you I need to. You'd have a conversation with the players and get me the black and white hoodie. Donald, I will see what I can do. Donald also saying, I'll never accept U of A Pac-12 champs. And it's not going to happen, Donald. I'm telling you right now. We're Oregon and Devil fans this weekend. Danny in the chat, if Rashada is ready, we have a decent chance. Yeah, we're going to definitely be following uh, all week long on any updates as it relates to quarterback Jaden Rashada, who, again, hasn't played in quite some time. Last week, he was dressed. There were points in the game where he was warming up. I don't think there was ever a, a real shot of him coming in. I know there were people on social media that were all about, hey, you know, this is an emergency situation, and I'm here to tell you when you're down 35 to nothing, the emergency has come and passed. Uh, there's, no, you're probably just going to run with Jalen and Scott yeah, behind you. Yeah, you're just going to let it be. Mm -mm. At no point, at no point are you going to throw in your freshman quarterback who's recovering from injury. But when it comes to this game, when it comes to the rivalry game, right, I think this is more of a, a game that you'd want to potentially throw him in. You'd want to give him not only, again, those reps in conference play, but the reps against a rival. So he understands what this is like moving forward for years to come. But again, we'll obviously see 
everything as it relates to Jaden Rashada as the week goes on. Like I promised, we're going to get into some of these athletic director names here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Maybe you moved into a new apartment or a new house, and you're looking to spice things up a little bit. Empire today, they've got the flooring for you. And they've got this cool little virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors are going to look in any space. Super easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors are going to look in your room. Empire today prides itself on the convenient shop at home service. They're going to help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors are going to look like in their homes. Guys, schedule a free in-home estimate today and all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Now, again, maybe you did just move into a new apartment or a new home and you're looking to spice up your living room, your bedroom, regardless you're probably going to need just a little bit more money on top of that discount. So how are you going to get that money? The DraftKings Sportsbook app is how you're going to get that money. Not to mention Thanksgiving. It's just a couple days away, and there is so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code PHNX. The crown is yours. Guys, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is tonight. Lock and load it. The Philadelphia Eagles plus Three, I think you're going to get an absolute dogfight between the Eagles, between the Chiefs, and I'm going to be honest, I think these are probably the two best teams in the NFL right now, minus the Detroit Lions, and I can't believe that's a sentence that I'm saying in 2023, but give me the Eagles plus three. I think at at any point this season, if you can get the Philadelphia Eagles at plus money to just win the game... I think you're probably setting yourself up for somewhat of a safe bet. So give me the Eagles, guys. Again, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. All right, let's go ahead and get into some of these names for the potential next Arizona State Athletic Director. How funny would it be if it was just Ray Anderson as the very first potential name? I think... Everybody would probably leave a a dislike on this if that was the case. And I would totally understand, but that's not what we're going to do. We're going to give you three legitimate names for guys who could potentially be the next Arizona State Athletic Director. And we're going to start with David Benedict, who is currently the Director of Athletics at UConn. Now, he's been at UConn since 2016. He's familiar with stadium renovation. This is a big one. He's a Tempe native. 
and he's familiar with championship caliber. So I've got some notes for I like you guys. His power pose. He has power pose with both hands yeah, on the like, chairs. It's like this is my pro. I like the now. hoodie vibe too, right? It, it this is total like mid in between athletic director and coach vibe, where he's like obviously got more power than a lot of these coaches, but he is also like, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a friend. Like that's that's what he's trying to do, right? And I think again, a, an important part of the next athletic director is the fact that there is a lot of people that want to see somebody that has a connection to Arizona State. Like you said, David Benedict is a Tempe native. His wife, Lisa, was a four-time gymnastics All-American and two-time NCAA champion at Arizona State. And then you take a look at what he has been able to accomplish uh, at UConn, right? Just listing off some things here. The 2020-2021 season, they captured six Big East championships and six squads appeared in the NCAA tournament competition. Not to mention, you look at what Benedict has been able to do in terms of elevating the, the stadiums at UConn, right? They've got new homes for baseball, softball, and men's and women's hockey. The big thing, I think, for ASU fans moving to the Big 12 and, in my personal opinion, what you want from your next athletic director is somebody that has it together when it comes to basketball. Because you're moving to the Big 12. You are moving to a basketball conference. And let's be real, you're not going to go into the Big 12 or you don't want to go into the Big 12 with DFA being your home. Let's be real. You need to have some sort of future, some sort of plan that you are going to have a legit basketball arena for the men's and women's basketball team at Arizona State. Otherwise, when you enter the Big 12 and you're trying to compete for these players when it comes to the transfer portal, when it comes to trying to get some of these high-level high school recruits, let's be real, they're going to go take a visit to even Tucson, to to uh, Utah even, Colorado, the, the teams that you're coming with to the Big 12. Don't even get me started on Kansas, Kansas State, some of those programs, right? Like they're going to take one trip and DFA is not going to be the place that they want to play. So you get a guy like David Benedict in here and he's, again, familiar with upgrading facilities. Jagger in the chat, DFA is outdated for sure, right? Like you absolutely want a new home and what better way to kick things off in a new conference than even if it's not year one, maybe year two, year three down the line, is getting somebody in-house and having them make a new basketball arena, a top priority. Again, taking a look at what David Benedict has been able to accomplish at UConn. He helped orchestrate one of the most important decisions in UConn athletic history. This is back in 2020, finalizing UConn's move to the Big East Conference uh, again, which they were able to switch into a conference, right? Moving to the Big East. What's Arizona State Athletics doing? Moving to the Big 12. You've got somebody who, again, is familiar with this switch, with moving conferences. I think that experience is certainly going to help. And then I know there's going to be people that they see David Benedict, they see UConn, and you're like, oh, well, what about football, right? UConn isn't necessarily known for what they've been able to accomplish when it comes to collegiate football. But a big part of what he was able to help do uh, for the UConn Huskies was he made them an FBS independent after I believe a one and 11 season the ensuing year they ended up going to a bowl game which is certainly a promising thing if you're an ASU fan and you want to get an athletic director here that again believes in what Kenny Dillingham and this coaching staff can do I think again David Benedict is certainly a name to watch moving forward but he's not the only name that we're here to discuss LTC 
you're not a candidate, but I salute you, my friend. I absolutely salute you. Um, moving forward to the next candidate, we have got Pat Chun. Now, Pat Chun is the Washington State athletic director. He's been there since 2018. He's got history when it comes to fundraising, something we know Arizona State needs if they're going to make some noise in the Big 12, especially Transfer Portal and getting some of these younger players. Also, some student initiatives that maybe might separate himself from some of these other athletic director candidates in the eyes of Dr. Crow. And then again, it comes down to championship caliber. What I mean by that is you have to look at what he's been able to accomplish at Washington State. Before we get even into what he has done at Washington State for the Cougars, I want you to think about this from his perspective, right? You look at X, Y, and Z and how he's changed Washington State athletics for the better. And then you also look at the fact that Washington State and Oregon State, they still don't have a home, right? They're still left in the mess that is the Pac-12, whether they merge with the Mountain West or whatever they opt to do, I think a move for him probably makes the most sense, right? You've accomplished a whole hell of a lot in Pullman and you still want to be relevant. Maybe you want to revamp an entire new athletic program. Well, now you get to make the jump to Arizona State, a program that certainly has a lot of potential. And again, you're moving into a conference in the Big 12 to remain relevant. I think that would be a, a wise move for Pat, but getting to why ASU fans might want Pat Chun to be the next athletic director at Arizona State. So in 2019, Chun was named Under Armour Athletic Director of the Year, the first Washington State athletics leader to receive that honor. Uh, and then again, again, under his leadership, 10 Washington State programs have made the NCAA tournament appearances, uh, and the Cougars have won six Pac-12 conference championships. And then you take a look very specifically at some of those programs. Right, women's volleyball earning seven straight NCAA appearances from 2016 through 2022. Uh, Washington State football beginning its 2023 season, having played in seven consecutive bowl games, the longest streak in Washington State history and the second longest active streak in the Pac-12 Conference. The 2023 women's basketball team winning the first Pac-12 Conference championship for any women's program in Washington State history. Right, so men's basketball earning its second straight uh, NIT in 2020. Three. I think that's the big pullback when you look at Pat Chun is, yes, he's done X, Y, and Z, but in terms of Washington State, the big question mark for me, I think, is where the men's basketball program is. It isn't necessarily a program that when you're talking about Pac-12 basketball as a real threat. Right. They're not in Arizona. They're not a UCLA. They're not on the up and up like some of these other programs are. But in terms of Washington State football, in terms of what he's been able to do fundraising, which we'll get into in a second, like everything that he's been able to accomplish at Washington State outside of maybe improving men's basketball has been pretty damn successful. We've also got Ralph in the chat, Pat Chun walking into a Big 12 AD meeting with Yormark after Wazoo got left out. Hey, at the end of the day, he'd be sitting there being like, look at us, right? Look at us. Can't believe... This is our life. Can't believe the we're chat here. doesn't seem sold on. on They're on not Pat sold Chun. on Pat, and that's no, totally okay. Seems, they don't have to be sold on Pat. Seems like um, Rudy says he's trash. He's trash. I don't know about that, Rudy. I don't know if he is uh, trash by any means. But again, you you look at some of the things that I think Arizona State needs to get right. You look at NIL. You look at getting money 
inside the Arizona State Athletics Program, uh, the fundraising that Pat Chun has helped organize at Washington State has set all-time highs in annual um, giving and total donations since his arrival. Washington State set a university record in 2022-2023, finishing the year with $61.9 million in overall athletic fundraising, um, averaging over $31 million a year in total fundraising during Chun's tenure. The, uh, one of the largest increases because they used to average $11.5 million a year in overall fundraising from 2014 to 2018 prior to Chun getting there. So you look at that nearly, what, $20 million jump in athletic in athletic donations. How huge would that be for Arizona State? How many times has Kenny already alluded to NIL and where Arizona State needs to go? Okay, it starts with the money and Pat Chun he's got some success when it comes to actually getting money in an athletic program so we'll see obviously uh, if Arizona State decides to maybe pick up the phone and have that conversation down in the chat I'm out on Mr. Chun so at the end of this I want you guys we'll put a poll in the chat out of the three athletic directors that we've already kind of mentioned I want to know which one of those three you guys would like Somebody to see. Somebody is asking, is this your personal list or is this stuff that you've heard linked to the... As it relates to Benedict, Benedict is a name that has been tossed around. Um, from my understanding, it, it there is a possibility. Uh, the other two, when it comes to Chun, and then the last person that we're going to talk about, um, those are personal opinions. So just to clarify, the UConn AD is a real... Real name, real candidate from my understanding. Um, and as it relates to Chun and John David Wicker, the San Diego State Athletic Director, who we're going to talk about here in a second, uh, those are just potential candidates that I could see uh, being good fits for Arizona State. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the final candidate here. Like I said, John David Wicker, the Director of Athletics at San Diego State. He's been at SDSU since 2016. You got to look at Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, it, pretty much the hallmark of what he's been able to accomplish at SDSU in terms of getting a new football facility. Also, the vanguard of name, image, and likeness discussion across collegiate sports. We know how important that would be for Arizona State. And then again, championship Caliger, uh, caliber. John David Wicker, the amount of things that he has done for San Diego State in his time, kind of ridiculous. And again, we start off this conversation with the idea that DFA is, in my mind, the number one thing that this athletic director, the new athletic director, needs to come in, needs to discuss in terms of getting a new damn basketball arena. And like I said, Snapdragon Stadium was able to get a new football stadium for the Aztecs, and I think he's got plenty of experience in terms of being able to get a project of that magnitude actually on the rails. And again, ASU fans want to see something like that. They want to see an athletic director take initiative when it comes to getting new facilities, right? Mullet Arena, for example. I think that was something that ASU fans in the ASU community were able to actually say, you know what? Yes, this is coming from a donor, but Ray Anderson at a certain point helped get there. Right. His, his, that was his child who was getting mullet arena there. Uh, and, and he ended up doing that. So moving forward with John David Wicker, getting somebody in house that would be capable um, of actually getting new facilities, I think would be huge for Arizona State. And I think it's something uh, that Dr. Crow is probably going to be looking at as 
well. But getting back to what he's already been able to accomplish, the Aztecs have captured 26 Mountain West team championships, including six men's basketball titles, four outdoor track and field crowns, four swimming and diving championships, three baseball titles, uh, two in the tournament, one regular season, two men's golf championships, two women's soccer crowns, two softball titles. Uh, In addition, the Aztecs have won conference championships in football, women's golf, women's tennis during his six years at the helm. And then not to mention last calendar year, uh, 2022-2023, the SDSU men's basketball team obviously advanced to the NCAA championship game, becoming the first Mountain West team to make an Elite Eight, Final Four, or NCAA title game. Not to mention the Aztec softball team also advanced to its first NCAA Super Regional and came within one game of making its first Women's College World Series. Okay, Donald Chat, bring the wicker. I think in terms of ranking these candidates, I think Benedict is probably one in my mind because one thing that he has over all these other candidates is the fact that he does have a connection to Arizona State, not just ASU or not just uh, not just Tempe, but he's got the connection to Arizona State. Then I would say John David Wicker, probably two, and then Chun, three. But let's go ahead and throw that poll in the chat. Uh, we could just oh, put, it's already in. It's okay. Let me know then. Go ahead and vote in the poll which of these three candidates you would like to see be the next athletic director at Arizona State. Again, I want to clarify: uh, Benedict is a is a real candidate, a real name. I've heard the other two are personal opinions um, in terms of Pat Chun and John David Wicker that I think could potentially be some good fits for Arizona State. 40 people in uh, six votes, so get your votes in. Yeah, definitely get the votes in. Uh, Jagger in the chat, SDU is usually solid with both basketball and football besides this year with football. Yeah, specifically, I think ASU fans, again, they know what San Diego State is uh, is capable of. They've seen it when it's come to basketball. They've seen it specifically when it's come to football. Everybody remembers the Rashad Penny game a few years back. Like, San Diego State, they're legit. They're absolutely legit when it comes to football and men's basketball. They run the Mountain West, I think, when it comes to those types of things. Um, So I I certainly think all three of these options would be good for Arizona State. But again, I'm curious to know which one you guys would like to have. While we wait for those votes to trickle in, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Circle K. They're America's thirst shop, they're Totri's thirst shop, they're DJ Jacob Franklin's thirst shop, and they've got a new free membership program that they're going to help you guys save just a little bit of money, where you guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, and then save three cents per gallon every single day. Not to mention, you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. Now we're talking pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. And if maybe that doesn't float your boat, they got great deals on energy drinks, Gatorades, all the fun stuff over at Circle K. Go check it out and join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And Jacob, you know what you can get while you are actually at a Circle K? Hmm. You can get a holiday scratcher. Okay, holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery make last minute shopping easy and they make a perfect gift. Guys, there is a scratchers list for everyone. Scratchers start at just a dollar and the top prizes up to half a million dollars. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a hell of a deal to me. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Again, they make a great gift, even if you're not going to use them as a gift. Maybe you just want to do something nice and you want to give maybe a family friend or somebody close to you a holiday scratcher. Who knows? Maybe they end up winning the the half mil and you guys have a little conversation. Be like, you know what? You win. I bought it for you. We'll go hand in hand. Right? 
you can't even make that deal if you don't out go out and get a holiday scratcher. So definitely go check it out. Donald in the chat, one ninety nine, the weekly fire bow fund. Damn it, Donald is always Donald has been on the fire bow Baldwin train for some time now. Again, I don't see it happening, uh, especially after it being just year one and all the injuries of this team. Um, but you know, maybe if you contribute enough to the Bo Baldwin fund, we'll see what Arizona State Athletics ends up doing. Okay, I do want to get to what Kenny Dillingham had to say. At the press conference, Jacob, how many votes do we have on this poll right now? There are 10 votes, and Mr. Chun just got his first vote. Oh, let's go, Pat. Let's go. We'll keep that up uh, for just a few more minutes so we can see how everybody's feeling about those potential athletic director uh, candidates. But I started off the show talking about hate week, about the territorial cup rivalry uh, and how Arizona State and Arizona, everything that you've seen from those two teams all season long, you can kind of throw it out the window, okay? And we're going to talk about this matchup all week long. But I think an important part of why Kenny Dillingham was brought to Arizona State was because he understood tradition. He understood the importance of the rivalry. He understood the idea of, quote-unquote, activating the Valley and getting everybody in Arizona to pick a side, right? Ralph has said it multiple times when it comes to sign level spaces, which if you haven't seen, I highly encourage you to go check out once a week on Twitter. Like they do a phenomenal job of just talking about the Arizona state community and the idea that a big part of potentially getting former Arizona players, former Arizona kids or getting current Arizona high schoolers is you've got to make them choose a side. Okay. And, and I alluded to this last week, but Ralph had brought it up of he doesn't care about Jordan or LeBron, right? He doesn't care about NBA basketball, but because it's a conversation that's constantly being had, he's got to have a side. Everybody has a side, LeBron, Jordan, whether you actually know anything about basketball or you don't like it. So that needs to be the question for Arizona kids and Arizona families, right? Is Arizona State or Arizona? It needs to be that same level of Jordan or LeBron. And again, you're going to lose kids to Arizona. You're, that, that's just the nature of it. But at the end of the day, at least you are going to have the, the the passion, right? This is something that you grow up in your family's an Arizona State family versus an Arizona family, right? Like that that shit cuts deep. Like it's it's real. Like having those rivalries and the passion uh, in in reality, the hatred for the school down south is something that I think Kenny Dillingham understands, and that's why today, how did he start the meetings? He started the meeting by showing the team, a highlight video of the Arizona Wildcats celebrating last year's Territorial Cup. This is what Kenny had to say uh, this morning about the rivalry. I mean, I showed, I mean, when they were going to sit down at the meeting today, I was playing the highlight video from the team down south after they won the game last year. That's what I was playing in the meeting room. Uh, on loud, uh, whatever, cinematic recap, right? And just to show these guys, you know, that we have to come and we have to prepare at a high level to get ready to compete and get the cup back. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love that. I, I love the idea of, hey, they took this last year. The Arizona Wildcats, they beat Arizona State last year. They have the Territorial Cup. It's making its way back to Tempe, but you want to keep it here, right? And a big part that you see every single year when it comes to the Super Bowl, right, is there's always one player. There's always one player on the losing team that stands out there and watches the celebration, that watches the Lombardi Trophy get kissed by 
all of these players get hoisted by the, the the coaches and the ownership and they do the interview with Commissioner Goodell and you know whichever network's there and they just sit there. They sit there in the confetti and they soak it in, right? Soaking in the the feeling of hey, we just we just lost the biggest game. And for Arizona State, this is the Super Bowl. This is the biggest game you're gonna play all season long. Okay, you're not gonna hoist a Lombardi Trophy. Confetti is not going to be raining down from Sun Devil Stadium. But to at the end of the day, say that you got the territorial cut back from a team in the Arizona Wildcats that in reality, they've got a path to the Pac-12 championship game. Like that speaks volumes. And it doesn't just speak volumes to the fans. It speaks volumes to the seniors. It speaks volumes to the freshmen. It speaks volumes to the nation that Arizona State had a successful season, even if it was only a four-win season. Why? Because you're instilling culture. You're instilling the idea that we're going to go in with the mentality every single week that we don't give a shit if there's an opposing team that is quote-unquote better. If there's a team in the Arizona Wildcats that's in the AP top top 25 or a team in the Arizona Wildcats that, again— is competing on Saturday for a chance to be in the in the uh, the Pac-12 championship game. Like that is something that I think is important to this team. And whoever the future athletic director is, in terms of believing in Kenny, because let's be real, whoever the athletic director is, Kenny's not their guy, right? They didn't bring Kenny in, but I think it would go a long way to go out and win this game now. Something that I think has been the theme all season long for Arizona State is there's been a lack of passion. There's been a lack of passion specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Kenny's talked about it. The players have talked about it. They just don't have it or they didn't have it, right? But if there is any game on that schedule that is going to get guys fired up, that is going to get them loving the game of football, it's going to be when the team down south makes their way to Tempe. And let's be real. They're going to pack that stadium. They're going to absolutely pack Sun Devil Stadium to the brim, whether ASU fans like it or not. Show up and show out. Like, that is what's going to get any sort of passion out of this team. And Kenny talked about it at the presser today, that there needs to be a new level of passion from this team on Saturday. Kenny said they need that if they're going to actually have a chance in this Territorial Cup. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Rivalry games are, we already kind of mentioned it, they're about keeping your composure through play. Because you're going to play with a passion. Like anybody that's on our guy, if you don't come out there and like are ready to practice this week more than other weeks, oh man, I'm sorry for you. All right, something's wrong. And so there's not going to be a lack of, there's not going to be a rah-rah speech. There's not going to need to be me getting up there and trying to motivate. Uh, This is going to be us keeping our focus, us being fresh, and ready to play a football game in week 12 with all of our all, all of our guys, a lot of our guys being banged up. It's about being fresh in this football game. It's about going to execute at a high level and play with passion. I mean, like I said, there's nothing that's going to get this team fired up more than the Arizona Wildcats coming to town. And I've said it, what, this is the third time now. Anything you think you know about these two teams that you've seen the last few weeks you could throw it out the window. You could throw out the the box scores of common opponents. You could throw out 
the ranking next to Arizona's name. You could throw away the idea that this is year one of the Kenny Dillingham rebuild because it's a rivalry game. And Kenny gets that. Kenny understands the rivalry. Okay, Jalen Conyers understands the rivalry. Trent Borgay understands the rivalry. Jaden Rashada understands the rivalry. Jordan Clark understands the rivalry, right? Like that is something that cuts deep and hits home with these players. There's going to be people all week long that write off Arizona State that say they don't have a shot. They don't have a shot at winning this game. Why? Because, oh, they did this against Oregon. Oh, they did this against Utah. Oh, they did this against Fresno State. And, oh, Arizona did X, Y, and Z against blank, blank, blank. doesn't matter. It does not matter. Again, I've talked to these players. They want this game more than they want any other game on the schedule. Okay? They don't, like, even, even the guys that are hurt. Okay? The guys that are filling in for those who are injured. I think there's maybe some sort of lost perspective that comes when somebody gets hurt, a starter gets hurt, and maybe the backups don't want it as much. Like, I don't know if that's a, a, an actual perspective out there, but I think that's maybe why people continue to write off this team is, yes, there are guys hurt. But I'll tell you what, those second and third string guys, they almost want it more, right? Because it says more about who they are than what this team has accomplished all season long. Again, it is a win of a season if you're able to go out there and take care of business on Saturday in the Territorial Cup, okay? It's something that ASU fans know, that U of A fans know, and I don't know how many of y'all are out there that are probably at home and you've already, you know, you've already picked out your beers to, to either celebrate or cry after the game, but Saturday's game, it's the records are 0-0, okay? That's exactly what it is. Kenny Dillingham gets it, and I think it's going to be one hell of a game, and we're going to be talking about it all week long. Uh, we're going to have several guests this week that are going to help us get ready for that matchup. We're going to have predictions. We're going to have trending up. We're going to have more sound bites from coaches, from the players. Uh, I've been told that the, the high point is going to be coming back this week, so we should have an episode of that. Jalen Conyers uh, hosting figure that out a podcast. Day, I ain't coming in here at yeah, 6 p.m. on it's, Thanksgiving. Oh, it's, we're not doing it on Thanksgiving. We're not doing it on Thanksgiving, but we'll certainly keep you guys updated as it relates to that. I do want to go ahead and get into the Pac-12 power rankings. Before we do that, I want to tell you about OGs because there's people that have been in the comments telling me I'm high on OGs because I think Arizona State is going to get the job done on Saturday at the Territorial Cup, and I'm here to tell you I'm not high on OGs, but, man, I wish I was because our buds over at OGs they have a phenomenal deal for you guys. Get 25% off any OGs products at your neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th when you place an online order and use that code. Um, here is my words from the wise Thanksgiving's on Thursday. Maybe get yourself a pack of OGs or two prior to Thanksgiving. Just have one a couple hours before or even an hour before. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to have four plates. You are going to have the greatest Thanksgiving that you've ever had. The food is going to be next level. Just head to www.zenleafdispensaries.com. Find your closest location. Order your favorite OG's gummies for pickup and enter that discount code PHNX to get 25% off at checkout. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it's available only for online slash pickup orders. Discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. Okay, now maybe you're not into gummies. Okay, I understand. I personally disagree. You and I can't be friends. But 
we can be friends and we can be family over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Guys, they are Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos with locations at Wild Horse Pass and so many others. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but Big Red's Showdown. Sign up, stay in the game, and get rewards. It's that easy. Play fun, free games online for a chance to win $1 million cash. They've got monthly drawings December 3rd for cards, game tickets, memorabilia, and free bonus play prop cards for select football games. Not to mention all the fun watch parties that we have going on over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Be on the lookout from PHNX Sports for the next watch parties that we're going to have over there. Visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more info on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to play at Gila.com. Now, I had a couple different people. Actually, we have we have the, the results. Would you like the results? Yeah, the let's poll? go ahead and uh, see what the re- results um, of the poll so were. So, for everybody's uh, knowledge, I told Totri during one of the sound bites that we were currently tied in the poll. And I was waiting for one last vote to come through. And sure enough, it did come through. Let's go. If you had a guess, Totri, who would you say got 50% of the vote? <sighs> half. So, I got half the votes. Well, no. There's three people. So, they got the majority 50%. I'm gonna go Benedict. I think I think the the Arizona tie maybe separated that from some other people. Would be incorrect. Really, John David Mr. Wicker. John David Wicker ended up with fifty percent of the vote. The San Diego State. David 80. Benedict ended up with forty-one percent, and Pat Chun brought in one vote. That's tragic. There's not a lot of people that want Pat Chun. Then that's tragic. Which one? Which one do you want, Jacob? If you could have your pick of the litter. Um, so obviously the Tempe connection is nice with David Benedict. Uh, he probably has a decent relationship with Bobby already considering he's working with his brother over at UConn. Uh, It's tough to pass up somebody that really understands NIL and the value of it and putting him into a program where he could probably thrive in the world of NIL. Um, so I'm torn, but, but with the new stadium needs, I'm probably looking at. John David Wicker. Okay. Okay. John David Wicker. Wow. San Diego State. Uh, yeah. Look, guys, definitely stay locked in. PHNX uh, Sun Devils. We'll be talking about this again as news starts to trickle in as it relates to that Arizona State athletic director position. But I teased it and I had people on social media asking me when we were going to do this. Today's the day. Let's get into the Pac 12 power rankings ahead of rivalry week. This one was so tough for me for a lot of different reasons. Washington, I wanted to move down to two because of the way that Oregon played and the way that that Bo Nix has really played um, this season. But Washington got a big win over Oregon State, so I couldn't penalize them for how well Oregon was playing. But Washington remains at one. Michael Penix Jr. and company, they are still one of the best teams in college football. I know the AP Top 25 had Washington actually jump Florida State. So if the season were to end today, and if the AP Top 25 are the ones to decide college football playoff implications, then Washington would be in the playoff as it is today. Oregon at two. I think they are the fifth best team in this country, uh, especially with Jordan Travis going down for Florida State. Oregon, um, I don't think they're going to lose to Oregon State. I think Oregon has a real shot to be the team that represents the Pac-12 uh, in the college football playoff. And Bo Nix, Ralph and I were talking about it, I, in my mind, he solidified himself as the favorite uh, to be the Heisman winner. I know Jaden Daniels is having a hell of a season uh, over at LSU, but Bo Nix, he's, he's legit. He's that guy. And this one is crazy. If you would have showed me this at the end of the season and the Arizona Wildcats would be the third team in my Pac-12 power rankings, I would have laughed at you. But Jed Fish, 
He's a legit coach. Jed Fish has done some amazing things in terms of turning around this Arizona Wildcats program. They're eight and three on the season, guys. They beat Utah 42 to 18. They beat Colorado 34-31. They beat UCLA 27-10. They beat Oregon State 27-24. They beat Washington State 44-6. They were two points shy of continuing overtime with USC, and they were a touchdown away uh, from tying things up with Washington in a touchdown loss against Mississippi State. The Arizona Wildcats have had one hell of a season. That's why I've got them at number three in my Pac-12 power rankings. And right below them, I have got the Oregon State Beavers. The Oregon State Beavers are one hell of a team in DJ Uyunglele. He's been that guy, and so is that Oregon State defense. Again, looking at this week, in terms of Tempe, everyone's going to be focused on the rivalry with Arizona and Arizona State. But if there's another game that you're going to want to tune into, it's that Oregon State-Oregon game. Uh, Because for how long now has Oregon kind of ran that rivalry, that's that's not really the case anymore. What Oregon State has done in terms of transforming the football program, being able to bring in key transfers, and then having an identity of toughness the way that Utah does, I think has been wildly impressive. Uh, and that's why Oregon State is the number four team in my Pac-12 power rankings. And they are a, I want to say, top 15 team still in the AP top 25. They're a hell of a team. Moving on, below them, I've got Utah. Utah is a team that, let's be real, got their ass beat. (laughs) They got the brakes beat off them by the Arizona Wildcats this past weekend. That's not how I saw that game going until the news of several players um, actually not participating in that game because of injury. But regardless, you got to give credit where credit is due. Arizona took care of business. Utah is still a very good good team. Not to mention, Utah fans, if you want to hang your hat on anything, you get Cam Rising back next year. Uh, First year in the Big 12. That's going to be huge for that program, for Kyle Whittingham. I still believe he's one of the best coaches in the nation and never gets um, enough love. Cal at six. This is another one that really blows my mind. Donald, funny that Cal is six, Totri. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is not where I had this Pac-12 power rankings looking here at uh, toward the end of the season. But look, Cal's done what they've needed to do week in and week out pretty much. There have been games where I think They were the better team, and they ended up losing. This past week, they beat Stanford. They took care of business, okay? Cal is on the right track, and I think what they've been able to do specifically this season has been impressive. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what Cal does um, when they move to their new conference. And then UCLA. UCLA moves up a spot after a just monstrous win over USC. But I'm with Craig Morgan on this. The LA schools are such an embarrassment, and I can't wait for them to go move to the Big Ten and get crushed every single week by Oregon or by uh well yeah they're still gonna get crushed by Oregon Washington Ohio State Michigan like these teams they need they they got a lot to fix but UCLA way to bounce back after a tough loss to ASU I'm very curious to monitor that Chip Kelly head coaching position uh, because again Ralph and I talked a little bit about it Jed Fish might be getting a call. Um, and I think it would make a lot of sense. I have not said this on air, but I said it to Craig. This is maybe, maybe it's a pipe dream for ASU fans, but this is, this is, I'm going to let you in a secret. This is how the off season is going to play out. Okay. Chip Kelly's going to get fired and I'm whispering because Saul Bookman is somewhere, uh, in these studios and I don't want him to, to hear this, but 
UCLA is going to fire Chip Kelly. And then they're going to throw a big blank check at Jed Fish. And Jed Fish is going to Red Rover, Red Rover, come right over. And you know what else is going to happen? Is Dante Moore, the former five-star quarterback who is at UCLA, is going to enter the transfer portal. He's going to enter the transfer portal and he's going to go have success somewhere else. Okay? And you know what? Then UCLA is going to be in the market for a quarterback. And well, we've seen coach quarterback duos before leave their school and go have success at an LA school. Just look at Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Well, if I'm Jed Fish, my first conversation is, hey, Noah, how would you like to go play in the Big Ten? Huh? In a national stage, you get to play uh, against some ridiculous competition. You get NFL scouts looking at you all the time. Well, maybe Noah Fafita follows Jed Fish to UCLA and becomes a Bruin. And I'll tell you right there, I'm celebrating the day that happens because that would be a win of an offseason for Arizona State fans if Noah Fafita and Jed Fish opted to go somewhere else. But continuing our conversation, Pac-12 power rankings, following UCLA, we have Wazoo. And I'll tell you what, Wazoo, they were having a real tough time over the last few weeks but they beat the brakes off of Colorado. Holy shit, Jacob. I think you and me were texting back and forth when that happened. I was, because- at, I was at Gila River for the Suns watch party, and I looked at the score, and then I realized DNVR was doing a watch along for it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. How sweet it is. My goodness. Yeah, Washington State, they got a massive win over uh, Colorado and Dion, Coach Fraud Sanders over there. Um, so that's, again, they've had a little bit of a rough season. Cam Ward is a hell of a quarterback. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think in terms of their season, a little bit of a failure, given the fact that they were returning, um, such an elite quarterback in Cam Ward. And then you want to talk about failures. Let's talk about USC. My goodness, dropping two spots, losing the rivalry game to UCLA. And you're doing it on a year where Chip Kelly's probably going to get fired. You lost that game just a week after they got embarrassed by Kenny, the mad scientist, Dillingham in Arizona State. And now what? Now Caleb Williams is not speaking to the media. And now there's everybody throwing out, throwing it out there. Oh, maybe he shouldn't be the number one overall pick. It is pouring. Okay. When it rains, it pours. And it is pouring in LA on the USC Trojans facility. Because right now it is a gloomy, gloomy place ron in the chat please tell me is asu even competent at anything yes asu hockey is number 13 asu volleyball is ranked uh last time i checked asu basketball they had a two-game win streak so just gonna leave that out there i'm not gonna tell you who they beat but uh they're on a two-game win streak continuing with our pac-12 power rankings we're gonna or how they won or how yeah we're not gonna you can get into the post-game shows if you want to talk about that but at number 10 jacob who do i got over at number 10 here. None other than your Arizona State Sun Devils. And there's going to be people that hate it. There are going to be people that hate the fact that I have ASU above Colorado and above Stanford, but I don't give a shit because I think Arizona State, if they played those two teams right now, I think they'd win. I think Arizona State would beat Colorado if you put them back on the grass. I know how the game went uh, a little over a month ago, I think at this point, but I think they're on the right track. And like I said, I think ASU beats Arizona on Saturday. Ron Ron, definitely a U of A guy. Uh, but What gave that away? Yeah, Rudy in the chat. So Hello, is Ru- Rudy. So is Rudy it's okay. It's okay, guys. It, it really is okay. We appreciate the engagement. No, and look, I'm going to tell you what. I did this when ASU played Colorado. I'm going to be talking shit all week. So when it comes Saturday's postgame show, 
If Arizona lose or if Arizona wins, by all means, come through the post game chat and I'll own up to it. Let me know. Colorado fans did it. They didn't let me off the hook. And I don't expect y'all to do it either. But I do have ASU at 10. We'll see what they could do against Arizona this week with hopefully some weapons returning. And then number 11, your Colorado Buffaloes. Deion Coach Fraud Sanders right there at number 11. They have had a rough, rough few weeks. Um, Specifically after that ASU game, I don't believe they've won a game since that, actually, since they beat Arizona State. Yeah, that was their last win, and they only won that game by three points. Let's not forget, they blew a ridiculous lead to Stanford. They got, uh, I don't want to say embarrassed, but they lost to UCLA. They lost to Oregon State. They lost to Arizona. They lost to Washington State. And now you got Utah to close the season. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. The Louis not looking so good. It's kind of looking like it was fake, like it was knockoff. I wonder who told y'all about that. If, if ASU want, wins this week. They have the same record. Colorado does not win. They have the same record. I wonder who told you. It was me. I did. I I told you. I told you it was going to happen. And then Stanford. Poor Stanford. You suck. You're just bad. You're bad at football. Like I said last week, and and like we've done in years past, um, or I guess seasons past, we used to just eliminate the 12th team and actually put something that we felt deserved to be incorporated in the Pac-12. And you know what? I'm going to put Jacob Franklin as the the twelfth best thing in the pack ahead of Stanford, um, because Jacob's just that guy. That feels like a kind it's, of a backhanded. It's not. It's not. It's not. I promise, it's not. Last week was bubbles, and I love bubbles. Right, you're twelve. I love you too, Jacob. Jacob does some amazing shit here at PHNX that not a lot of people get to see um, or that they're familiar with, and that's why Jacob gets to be the twelfth thing in the pack this week. Rudy in the chat, Prime in the coconut. And the Colorado drag it up. Uh, Donald Louie looking like a Walmart special. Absolutely. Jagger Dion cleared out last year's O-line and made it worse. Yeah, I wonder how Shadur feels about that, right? Because he's getting beat up every single week. It is really, really tough. And then Rudy, hey guys, I love PHNX. It is great. We do appreciate you guys. Uh, head to the comments. Let us know what you think of this week's Pac-12 power rankings. Couple more things. Jacob, do we have any more availability in terms of the Illegal Pete's meetup? Do you know? I believe that we still have a couple tickets left. Okay, definitely go check it out. Head over to Illegal Pete's this Saturday. The best, best place to go ahead and pregame that Territorial Cup. I'm going to be there along with several others from PHNX. Come stop by, say hi, let's have a drink, let's talk ball. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast also do us a favor whether you're a u of a person an asu person uh here at phnx we are family okay go become a diehard head to gophnx.com today sign up when you sign up and you get that membership you're also gonna get one t-shirt one free t-shirt and we have the best merch what Um, week is it totri it's hate week it's hate week and it's also black friday we have phenomenal deals uh, at the locker for you guys up to 90 percent off spend 75 dollars and get a 15 dollars gift card we have got merch for the diamondbacks the suns the cardinals arizona state hell we've got just phnx merch definitely go take a look maybe you don't want a shirt maybe you want a jacket maybe you want a hat well we've got that too again head over uh, to the locker see what's in store for you and definitely take advantage of that black friday deal if you enjoyed the content guys do us a favor hit that like button give us a follow over at phnx underscore sun devils on social you could follow me at anthony underscore uh, totri you could follow dj jacob franklin at 
Jacob underscore Franklin four. Let's go. And like I said, guys, we're going to be here all week long talking Arizona State athletics. We're going to continue talking about that athletic director position. We're going to be talking about hate week. We're going to be talking about ASU basketball, volleyball, hockey. We got it all. The only podcast that covers Arizona State the way we do. Two things before we get out of here. Go Devils and peace.